72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Hi, ah, good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a little bit cloudy out there. 69 presently, headed up to 79. And throughout the day, they say, in fact, tomorrow, too, some light rain is possible. Remember, it's a Tuesday. That's right, we had a holiday yesterday, Labor Day. Thursday and Friday, we're supposed to have some sunshine, and in the 80s. But today is Tuesday. It's, uh, it was kind of fun having a three-day weekend. I know, Scott, you had a little less of one, but uh, you did the show yesterday. How'd it go? Oops, I'll turn your mic on. Ah, here we go. Good morning. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, I love doing... Did you doing... do something special for Labor Day? I mean, on the air? Uh, well, yeah, the special music. that I tried to keep it work-related, labor-related, themed like music what? like that, too. Like uh, some work songs, you know, like 16 Tons of Tennessee Ernie oh, Ford and Big Bad John, Coal Miners. Things like that, and uh, office work, like the typewriter song, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, other occupations. And uh, I mixed in a little bit. Yeah, you know, I always say we're going to play a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Of course. And I tried to mix in a little bit of our, like I don't know, sentimental journey themed music, mm. but uh, tried to keep it mostly labor, work related themed with that with those songs that I picked out and. Uh, some of them were from dad's collection and uh always enjoy being able to sift through and search through uh some of the things that he recorded on cds and also uh some of the things on records that i played yesterday too so we just had a good time and go right through i mean it seems like those three hours went so quick well, yesterday when you don't have mm. me to slow it down <laughs> you know um, <laughs> You said it, not me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, yeah, like. anyway, um, I, you know, I mentioned yesterday, too, about the time seemed to be moving so quickly. But then again, when you love something you're doing. Yeah. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Fine, Yeah, it just goes quickly. And, and Dad had commented many times over the years that he loved the jobs that he had throughout his lifetime. He said in his professional career... Uh, you know, he worked at McBee's for a while, and then he went to Ohio University for you know the remainder of his career, thirty years, I think. And and I always knew him as a photographer. Yep, yeah, he was a draftsman too, and a printing coordinator. Back when they used to do the manual typesetting, that's what Dad did. Yeah. But now they, you know, it's all done computerized. Uh, they did the four color print process. Yep. You know the offset printing process. Uh, in the I big press room that they had there at OU. Did that myself, uh, but up in um, at the Clintonville Booster. Mm. 
which was a weekly um, community newspaper. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, he, what I was getting at is he always mentioned he loved every job he had, and it never seemed like work to him. And that's... The thing I remember so much about him was seeing him in strategic positions to take pictures of the athletes in act. Athletes in action in football and basketball, and you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he would always... He had, as they say, an eye for a picture. Yeah. And he would, as you said, place himself in positions there because with his sports background, that helped him kind of get ahead of what was going on or what was probably going to happen. And, of course, we're talking about Chuck Daly, folks. Yeah, my dad, Chuck Daly Sr. And Chuck, of course, had a long time with us, too. Yes, he did. We really miss him. Yep, we sure do. But, you know, as you've heard me say before, I'm... I, I miss him dearly, but I'm also thankful that I know where he is, that he worked many years to get his heavenly reward. And so I take grace and solace in that to know where he is. But anyway, I I enjoyed it yesterday. I love the music. Same thing here. Every show that I do here. Yep. I mean, it doesn't seem like we're like... It shows. Yeah, it like shows. Ohio Athletics when I worked there. I mean, it was it was something I enjoyed. It was, so, as they say, right up my alley. And uh, just very fitting for me, and I loved every day of it there. Well, having said all of that, <laughs> um, we do enjoy what we do. Yeah, Today so is September 6th, you were going to say. I was just going to say, so yeah, yesterday's program was great. Yeah. I mean, I loved doing those holiday specials. And I mentioned, too, that Dad was always prepared for the holiday special maybe a month ahead of time. Oh, yeah. So for yesterday's show, he would have been probably ready um, late July <laughs> for for the Labor Day show in September. September 6th, it is the day after Labor Day. Tuesday, today is National Read-A-Book Day. That's something I'm very poor at doing. To recreationally read. That is not my thing. My mom wished it had been. It wasn't. Didn't she require you to read? Of course. A certain and, amount? But it wasn't my thing. It wasn't your forte. Yeah. But I did, and there were some books. Uh, one in particular that I just came to mind called Just David. Look it up, folks, if you so are so inclined. But it was... Um, I think it had something to do with how they came to name me. But it was a, a very moving book, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but there were others, too. But it's just not my forte to sit and read for pure enjoyment. But uh, I certainly do my share of reading of uh, documents and things like that. All right. Well, anyway, today, National Read-A-Book Day. It's National Coffee Ice Cream Day. That sounds good. National Another Look Unlimited Day. Huh? Another Look Unlimited Day. Oh, Scott, you got to look into that. Another Look Unlimited Day. That is... What could that mean? I mean, hmm. that's like 
Let's see. It says the perfect time to clean out your closet is another look unlimited day, which occurs on the day after every Labor Day. I would never have guessed. Uh, Likewise. The best opportunity to go through your belongings and take another look, literally. But then, you know, you look at stuff and think, I might need that someday. And do you ever? Typically, no. <laughs> not, not, not to be a downer here, but <clears throat> as most of you know, my wife passed nearly three months ago. Um, going through her clothes and taking certain things for other people to enjoy to like a secondhand store, right? Yes. And, and those things that uh, have remarkable memory about them. So you keep them. At least for the time being, um, her collection of purses and scarves and all these wonderful things over the years that she had collected. And then, you know, as people came in for the uh, memorial service, they were welcome to pick something out or more than one thing, and and as a remembrance, you know. Sure. Yeah. But golly, there's still a lot left. And um, it's not troubling me, but it certainly reminds me. Yep. Um, anyway, a national, another look, unlimited day. I guess that somewhat falls into that. Have, have you ever done, yeah, it does. Have you ever done that, though, looked at something, I need to get rid of that, and then you do that another, another look, and you think what I just said. I think I maybe I better hang on to that because I'm with that with uh, tools. Sometime I may need that. Yeah, I <laughs> ten I, years from now. I am a tooly nut. Okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> How'd you know? You've told me. You've said that on the air a few times. Okay. You have tools in your garage and I have a machinery. very fine collection of stuff. Yes. And some of it, you know, you only use very rarely. But when you need it, by golly, it's helpful. Yes, it is. And um, I mean, I want to uh, do some repairs to my um, my uh, riding tractor lawnmower, right? And uh, if it's a significant repair, I call. Oh, who's the young man on the air? Saluna, Saluna Garage, I think. Oh, okay. And um, they do it. But if it's you know, maintenance like sharpening blades, leveling the blades so they cut evenly, uh, that sort of thing. I, I want to do it myself. There's some satisfaction out of that, at least for me. Yeah. Anyway, we do have a caller, and I'm not pushing the button well enough. There we go. I got it. And let's go to. Oh, I lost him. Yep. Going once. Okay, so I'll disconnect if I can. And try back, okay, caller, folks, if you would like to. I just waited a moment too long. I apologize, but try it again. Once again, uh, those of you that would like to call, 740-592-6646. Is that right? 592-6646 so is I, correct. I, I did say it right. Good yes. morning. Good morning. Hello. Hey, ya. What's wrong with my system here? I don't know, you got the... Oh, yep. my, here it is. Good morning. 
I'm can you hear me now? I can. Hear me now? Hear me now? If you hang up on me again, sir, I'm going to take it personally. <laughs> well, never do that. Because, you know, you've got a, a rookie here. You know, Scott, you sound like Lurch, man. Oh, there's a very white. Oh. <laughs> hey, I called in for a couple of uh, updates. One, feetball starts this week, baby. The yeah, real baby. feetball. There's <laughs> about all those other people. The real deal, baby. Wait a minute. Uh, all together now, it's Joe time, baby. Yeah, Joe baby. Time, not show time, Joe time. Yeah, baby. I like just, it. Just saying, doctor. So I just want to get that out there, uh, well, Dave, before you get all... Uh, wait a minute. Yes, sir. <laughs> wait a minute. Yes, sir. We had a wonderful game Saturday. With all due respect, Dave, real football starts this week. The games that matter, sir. <laughs> That's my opinion. Well, Thank you, sir. I rarely, I rarely take difference with you, but... Joey. Well, you, should, you should do more of that. I guess so. You should, because I'm... I, hey... Now, okay, guys, September 30th, Sherelle and I are doing this gospel concert. Okay, where? It's a free show at Stewart's Opera. I always wanted to do it. There's no charge. I'm not getting a dime out of it. I just want the community to come together and hear some good gospel music. Sherelle will be in rare form, and I'm just going to try to keep up with her as the old guy. 7 to 9, Friday, September 30th. You've got to go online, though, to reserve your seats. To, um, to get in there. They'll be in a concession stand, but no charge. So you will love this show. Two hours of fun music. It will be a 10-minute inter, uh, intermission. Come on out and hear some good music, and let's, let's, let's come together as a community and hear some good, fun, uh, energetic stuff. It, it's going to be powerful. Do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Send that blurb to me via email. What's your email address? Palmer D at WXTQ.com. I'll do it, Palmer. Yeah, I'll send you. And I'll then, hook you up. I'll then uh, you. I'm going to make sure that it uh, is uh, talked about regularly on both stations. Thank you, brother. I'm going to send it out to you today. Well, yeah. Now, along those lines, let me talk about music just a minute. I've been singing a long time in my life since I was 10 years old, publicly and professionally. And music is such a powerful medium. It, it's, it's a language that crosses all, everything, races, ages, cultures. And at the risk of sounding like I'm tooting my own horn again, that's not really what I'm, I mean, that is not what I'm doing, please. Um, but I've had the humbling experience, Dave, and this is sort of uh, something you probably can relate to in some way. Uh, I've had the experience of having at least two or three people requesting to have one of my songs playing as they passed over. Uh. I mean, what do you do with that? That is so humbling that the last thing they want to hear is this crazy guy singing. And the song they most want to hear is called One Day. I wrote it in 1979. And uh, I've had a family member. I've had a friend. What do you do with that? Now, I may have this all fouled up. I'm going to mess, <coughs> mess you up, I'm afraid. 
But I was somewhere recently, and I think it was your wife who sang? No. She does not sing. Okay. Then I, yeah, I'm all mixed her. up. No, it was not her. She, she, she hates the spotlight like that. She used to be a big choir director back in her day, but she doesn't like that singing stuff. Okay. Well, there was someone that uh, I was under the impression was related to you. And, hmm. um, no. Okay. Keep but, going. I mean, just what do you do with that, Dave, when uh, when, uh, when the, the last thing somebody wants to hear, you know they say your hearing is the last to go. I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. But what do you do with that? Uh, and so that's the power of music. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to be melancholy because, Scott, you know that while people see that as sadness, for many people that's the happiest day of their life. Yeah. They're going home, baby. Yep. Amen, brother. They're going home. You got it. That's kind of like what I mentioned about Dad a few minutes Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Going home. Yep. Not, uh, that hasn't been in my life yet. I understand. Well, but September 30th, come on out. Um, don't let Dave Palmer keep you away. I'm going to send him some info. and even if, he, even if he messes it up, I'll call each week and get it straight. There you go. <laughs> you're, always, you guys. you're always welcome. Sunday I'm going to be, you know I'm going to be, Scott, in my man cave. Yes, sir. With um, the appropriate surroundings. And I may put on my Joe Time shirt, baby. Oh, yes. You know, nine is my favorite number. So number nine, I was born on the ninth. Number nine, oh, baby. Whew, going to be exciting. I'll probably call Monday and just critique everything. Sounds good. Now, let's see, Joe. Who's this now? Joey. Joe Burrow, baby. Joe, Joe B. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> I got you, David. I got you. Good shot. You could be a good straight man. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Take care, guys. Okay. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. You too. All right. Uh, and again, if you'd like to join us on the show, uh, you're you're always welcome. Uh, and when I say you, I don't mean our last caller. I mean everybody. Everyone. Yeah. And our number again: five nine two sixty six forty six. All right, well, let's uh, get back into our normal routine here. Let's do some historical stuff, okay? In the year 1522, Ferdinand Magellan's Spanish expedition aboard the Victoria returns to Spain without their captain. And that was the uh, first circumnavigation of the Earth. Sixteen sixty six is the next event after St. Paul's Cathedral and much of the city had been burned down over four days. The Great Fire of London is finally extinguished. Nineteen oh one, US President William McKinley is shot by Leon Zogaz. I don't know how to pronounce this, who was an anarchist while visiting the Pan-American Exposition in New York. Was that a fatal shooting? Yes. Okay. 1909, New York Times headline announces American explorer Robert Peary 
had discovered the North Pole five months earlier. 1909, the New York Times... Um, <laughs> I was just about to repeat the same one. Let's do it oh, again. Do it. Maybe somebody missed it. Well, <laughs> North, North Pole was discovered. There you go. 1914, World War One, First Battle of the Marne. I think that's it. M-A-R-N-E begins. The French and British forces prevent German advance on Paris until the 12th of September. Then they were able to advance. 1916, the true supermarket, the Piggly Wiggly, is opened by Clarence Saunders in Memphis, Tennessee. Those things were right. all over the South until they've <clears throat> now expanded north, as we know that here, on the plains. Yeah, but Piggly I had not—I had not particularly understood. If I'm reading this right, if I'm interpreting this right, that Piggly Wiggly was the first supermarket anywhere. By definition, that's really remarkable. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up now. First supermarket. But son yeah. in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, how about that? They they concur? Yes, first modern American supermarket opened 100 years ago. Wow. September 11, 1916. Okay, famous birthdays. Get your piggly wiggly on. That was their commercials back in the day, like in the 70s, 80s. Get your piggly wiggly on. I faintly remember that. <laughs> okay. I'm big on the pig. That was another one. Sorry. That was, I've got a uh, co a cool coaster, uh, can huggy, bottle hugger. What do you call those? The styrofoam things. Uh-huh. And it says on there from piggly wiggly, I'm big on the pig. <laughs> oink, oink. Well, let's see here. Let's do some birthdays. Idris Elba. Um, or is it I Idris Elba? I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm going to go with Idris. Okay. Idrissa Akuna Elba, an English, English actor producer and musician and alumnus of the National Youth Theater in London. He is known for roles including Stringer Bell in the HBO series The Wire, DCI John Luther in the BBC One series Luther, and Nelson Mandela in the bio, uh, biographical film Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom. Well, today is his 50th birthday. He was also in The Fast and Furious. Um... Marquis de Lafayette, born on this date in 1757, died in 1834. And um, as often the case, when they're that age and with those sort of titles, he has this attire 
and haircut and everything that goes with the image. Um, Marquis de Lafayette. When was he born? 1757. Okay. Having trouble finding him, eh? Yeah, there's a few of them that popped up. One of them popped up as uh, one of the actors in the uh, production of Hamilton. Okay. Let's see. He was a French aristocrat and military officer who fought in the American Revolutionary War, commanding American troops. And what is he best known for? Uh, He played an important part in that Revolutionary War. He helped colonists against the British. He volunteered his time and money to help Americans. Hmm. He was able to help Americans win the war and was treated as a hero. Cool. A Frenchman. Jane Adams with two Ds. She was born in 1860, died in 1935. I have no particular relic, uh, recollection, recollection of that name. Likewise, Laura Jane Adams was an American settlement activist, reformer, social worker, sociologist, public administrator, and author. She was an important leader in the history of social work and women's suffrage in the United States hmm. and advocated for world peace. And the final person, uh, seventy, uh, celebrating today his 79th birthday, Roger Waters. And again, this is not a name I know. It sounds familiar, and I'm sure you're going to recognize this. Okay. Uh, when you hear the name of the band he played in, George Roger Waters. Excuse me, as an English musician, singer-songwriter, and composer in 1965, he co-founded the progressive rock band Pink Floyd. Oh, my. Okay. Now it, now it makes something. Yes. Okay, two famous deaths to share. Luciano Pavarotti, born in 1935, died on this date in 2007. And even if you are a fan of the music, you know, we play here on 970, you most likely would recognize this name. He was an Italian operatic tenor who, during the late part of his career, crossed over into popular music, eventually becoming one of the most acclaimed and loved tenors of all time. He uh, recorded a song with uh, George Michael, too, and I believe Elton John. Uh, don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Yes. I think he was in, I don't know if he was in the broadcast version of it, but I know on the extended versions, on CDs, LPs, he appeared on that. It's just a wonderful part that he sings in that. And the other person uh, in terms of a famous death is that of Akira Kurosawa. K-U-R-O-S-A-W-A. Akira Kurosawa was a Japanese filmmaker and painter who directed 30 films in a career spanning over five decades. He is regarded as one of the most important and influential filmmakers in film history. Kurosawa entered the Japanese film industry in 1936 following a brief stint as a painter. Some of his movies include Rashomon, Ron, R-A-N, Yojimbo, and Seven Samurai. Let me um, let me just take a moment here to kind of 
change topics. Go for it. Um, at 11 o'clock today, I have an eye, eye appointment. This is something you do um, if, if you're not having eye problems, you might do it every few years. Just to update your prescriptions and things like yeah, that. Yeah, an exam. An right. exam. Um, it takes, um, I don't know, an hour. And, uh, you know, they try different pieces of glasses in front of your eye and say, is this better than that or is this better than that? The other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. And it works for reading. It works for distance. It works for everything. Um, so I have my regular exam this morning at 11.50. There are many fine eye doctors in our region. We're lucky to have them. And um, folks, don't... Um, it's just like going to get your teeth checked and cleaned and stuff like that. Um, It's something you should do, not necessarily with the frequency of a dental visit, but I don't know, maybe somewhere it's written how often you should do it. But (coughs) I wear glasses, and I suspect that my prescription has changed a little bit. So I will get them corrected. But um, my my setting this appointment was done based on the calendar, not the fact that I had any seriously thing wrong, right? Yeah, periodic examinations. So, folks, uh, take care of yourselves, please. Moving on. Um, let's see here. In national and international news... United Kingdom Foreign Secretary Liz Truss will be the country's next Prime Minister after besting Rishi Sunak, Britain's former head finance officer, in a race to lead the ruling Conservative Party by a 57 to 43 percent vote or margin. The votes were cast by the UK's roughly 172,000 eligible Conservative Party members. So Liz Truss, T-R-U-S-S. Oh, my phone, I should turn it down. Um... By the way, Truss, who now replaces outgoing Prime Minister Boris Johnson began the race behind Sunak, but quickly made up ground, promising to cut taxes and focus on economic growth. The 47-year-old politician began her career as a liberal activist and advocating for abolishing the monarchy before eventually joining the Conservative Party and being elected to Parliament representing a rural district northeast of London. 
She has drawn comparisons to Margaret Thatcher by some, while others view her as a continuation of Johnson's administration. Among other issues, press will be faced with discontent over a rapid rise in the cost of living. The, the country's inflation rate, by the way, is above 10%, while energy prices are set to jump 80% in October after a national price cap is raised. Think of that. 80% chance uh, jump in energy rates. Well, let's see here. Argentina. Details of an attempted assassination of Argentine Vice President Cristina Fernandez de, de Kirchner. Um, emerged over the weekend with officials identifying the suspect as a 35-year-old Fernando Andre Sabag Montiel. Four full names. Some countries do that, you know. Let me turn that down. Um... Sorry, I got sidetracked for a minute here. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just setting that over there. Okay. Um, officials say Montiel is a Brazilian citizen who has lived in the country for more than two decades, but did not publicly disclose a motive. Now, Kirchner is a powerful figure in Argentina, Argentine politics, having previously served as First Lady. She did that from 2003 to 2007. Then as President from 2007 to 2015. And Senator from 17 to 19. In recent years, her public support has fallen to near 20% amid charges of corruption, for which she is currently on trial. Doesn't sound good. The incident happened Thursday evening as Kirchner returned home from court, greeting a crowd of well-wishers outside her residence. Reports suggest the firearm was loaded but jammed, thank goodness, when Montiel attempted to fire at Kirchner's point blank. Well... What a wonderful story. And here's another. There's been a stabbing spree in Canada. A search is underway for one of two brothers who went on a deadly stabbing spree across the James Smith Cree Nation in Canada's Saskatchewan province Saturday. At least, at least 10 people were killed and 18 others injured after the pair carried out the attacks in 13 known locations across the region. That's nuts. That's crazy. Anyway, emergency calls were first received at 5.40 a.m. Saturday morning. Police had identified both suspects within three hours. One of them men 
30-year-old Miles Sanderson have recently served a nearly five-year federal sentence for robbery and assault and had ended contact with his parole officer in May. His brother Damien was found dead on the reservation late last night from what officials describe as not self-inflicted wounds. Uh, Such pleasant news. Let's see if we can finish on a higher note. We have about seven minutes today remaining. Do we have special shows this week? Do you know of? Uh, not that I'm aware of. We may have them and just not be aware. Okay. Um, here in the U.S., despite large partisan gaps on many aspects of COVID... Americans give Democrats significantly higher marks for pandemic management than they do with that of Republicans. The partisan divide in COVID attitudes has been so large that you might think Americans would be split roughly down the middle about which of the two political parties had handled the pandemic better. But that's not the case. Americans did give the Democrats slightly higher marks, according to the Times' latest COVID poll, which was conducted by Morning Consult. So how did it turn out? Democrats, when you look at all adults, Democrats think, they have done 45% better than the Republicans. Republicans think they've done 32%. I may not be saying that exactly right, but that's, that's how it comes out. One of the many false statements about COVID predicted, I think the numbers are going to get progressively better as we go along. Well, since then, Republican political leaders and media figures have spoken so negatively about the vaccines that about 30% of Republican adults still have not received a shot. Folks, um, when I was on city council and all, I ran on the Republican ticket. Um, My parents were Republican. Am I a Republican at heart? I don't know how to answer that. But somewhat in, what would you call it, just because of my honor of my parents, I still call myself a Republican. But I fully believe in these vaccines. I've had... um, two vaccines and then the two boosters. As I understand it, just recently the third has been approved and I will get that as soon as it is made available locally. But, um, oh well. What I do, I guess, doesn't matter. It's what the public 
thinks. Well, um, the overbearing exception, that's the title of this next section. Will the Democratic Party's higher marks on COVID help the party make a difference in upcoming midterms? It seems unlikely to make a major difference because only a tiny share of people consider the virus to be among the most important issues facing the country today. Other polls have found out. With effective vaccines and treatments widely available, most Americans now view COVID as a real but manageable risk. But COVID could nonetheless have some relevance on the campaign because it feeds into a larger pattern. COVID is one more issue on which many voters, including swing voters, view today's Republican Party as out of touch. Other issues on the list include abortion, health care costs, taxes on the affluent, as well as the January 6th attack on Congress. Yeah. The Republican Party's radicalism has kept the party from maintaining its once large lead in the polls. Despite a problematic economy and the opposition party's usual advantage in a midterm election. The polls are close. The latest polls are even closer. Political analysts say Republicans are modestly favored to retake the House, while Democrats are modestly favored to keep Senate control. Well, all of this is speculation, but it's informed speculation. Well, the big news, of course, is Liz Truss. She is, uh, we've already told you about her. She's going to succeed Boris Johnson as the Prime Minister of Great Britain. Now, let's stop the hard stuff. Let's talk about the softer stuff and the OU football team. I attended last Saturday night's game with Mindy and uh, Mark Heflin and some other friends. I was very proud of the, the Bobcats. What was your impression, Scott? Well, I think you have to be proud of them to to hang on to win you know in a close game like that so it's uh as we talked last week i know we're short on time but uh for coach alvin and the program to get the first one of the year to start off on the right foot yes indeed folks let's keep this uh pattern up right yes have a wonderful day out there We'll see you tomorrow. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. FM. This is CBS.
CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. We have breaking news from Memphis. Police announced moments ago they have identified the body of teacher Eliza Fletcher, abducted while she was jogging last week. Video showed her being forced into an SUV near the University of Memphis. The suspect is due in court later today to face a murder charge. Students and parents are nervous as the new school year begins today in Texas. Students in Uvalde are returning for the first time since the mass shooting there in May. Correspondent Lile Luciano has been speaking with families. This semester, Angeli isn't just starting fifth grade without her twin sister. She and her older sister won't be in a classroom at all. Instead, they'll be taught from home. I just don't feel safe sending them to school. Despite newly installed eight-foot fencing and more than a dozen other enhanced security measures at district schools, Angeli's parents say it's still not enough. Californians are bracing for blackouts as a brutal heat wave blankets the state with triple-digit temperatures. Elliot Mainzer heads the system that runs the state's 